Please turn to Psalm 119. Does anyone in here love the Word of God? Amen. Good, because that's what I'm going to be talking about. This whole chapter is directed towards the Word of God and how we can read it, how we can apply it, what it can mean in our lives, how it can save us from sin, how it can put us put us on the, the right way to righteousness. Yes. That's right. This whole entire chapter. I'm only going to read the eight verses in here, starting at verse 9 through 16. First, I'm going to read the psalm. I'm going to discuss a few verses, and then I'm going to give some points on how we consistently read our Bibles throughout the week with reminders that have helped me and other people that I know. Amen. So let me read Psalm 119, verses 9 through 16. Wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to thy word. With my whole heart have I sought thee. O let me not wander from thy commandments. Thy word have I hid in my heart, that I might not sin against thee. Blessed art thou, O Lord, teach me thy statutes. With my lips have I declared all the judgments of thy mouth. I have rejoiced in the way of thy testimonies as much as in all riches. I will meditate in thy precepts and have respect unto thy ways. I will delight myself in thy statutes. I will not forget thy word. Every single one of those verses I could expound upon. We have ten minutes, so I had to trim it down to three. The first one that it came across me was verse 9. Wherewithal shall young man cleanse his way? This is directed at young men, but it it can be applied to everyone here. Cleansing our way means getting rid of sin and wicked thoughts in our lives. You say, how do we do that? Well, it's right there. Taking heed to God's Word. Taking heed to God's Word means you pay attention to it. There's going to be other brothers getting up here today. We've got a passion. We've got Proverbs. Everything else. If we take heed to those things, then we can cleanse our way. We'll always have God in our thoughts and in our minds So when we see some wickedness, you know, I remember a proverb that said, that is wrong. I'm going to get away from that. Another way to look at this is Psalm 119, verse 5. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. If we're always following the light of God's word, then we're not going to be distracted by the sins, the cares of this world. We're on a direct path following God's word, which is like a lamp going straight forward. Amen. That's how we can cleanse our way. Getting away from either side of the ditch. Right. We can all fall into sin. We all do fall into sin. That's our sin nature. But you know what we can do? We can repent, pray God to correct us, and start reading His Word. If we're in His Word every day, we will be cleansed. And we'll know what to do what's right. Verse 11. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Now, this is how I was thinking, what is the biggest objective on earth? Then I started thinking, it, wouldn't it be to not sin against God? Shouldn't that be a priority in our lives? Right. Well, you know, how do you do that? How do you not sin against God? I don't want to sin against God. Well, what's the best way to do that? Hide God's Word in your heart. To do that, you have to read God's Word. There's two examples I have of people that had God's Word in their heart, and they were tempted by sin, but they got away from it. First, think about Joseph when he was tempted with Potiphar's wife in Genesis 39. When Potiphar's wife was trying to seduce him, he says, 
How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? Right. Joseph had God in his heart. We know that through the rest of the chapters, but it showed exemplified it there, showing, I'm not going to do this. It'll sin against my master and God, more importantly. Amen. We need to have that mindset. And to have that mindset, we need right. to read God's Word every day. Right. Amen. A better example is Jesus being tempted of the devil. Every time the devil would tempt him with, I'll give you the kingdoms of the world, or you can jump off this building and not hurt yourself, whatever it may be, Jesus would reply, it is written. We need to have that written word in our hearts and in our thoughts. And then when the devil comes to us with simple sins or temptations, we can look and say, it is written, that is wrong, I'm getting away from it. Verse 13, with my lips have I declared all the judgments of thy, of thy mouth. If you're reading God's Word, we'll want to talk to others about it. If you if you truly read God's Word and are thinking about it and trying to apply it, you're going to want to talk to other saints about it. Amen. Yeah. Do we declare God's judgments to everyone around us? Or do we just not really do that? Are there more important things to talk about, like jobs and, and yards? Or for me, I don't... IBM, is, is that more important than talking about God's Word? I hope not. Right. It shouldn't even compare. Amen. First, uh, Proverbs 18.21 said, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Is your speech like death, and there is no mention of God in all your thoughts? Or is your speech life to those around you, that you have declared God's truth to them? Right. Those are two you know, far sides of the schasm right there. You're talking about being life to someone or being death by just running people down around you or talking things that you shouldn't rather than declaring God's Word to them. Ephesians 4.29 says, Let no corruption, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Amen. Which side do you think that's on? The, the side that's pushing people down to the the size that's edifying and talking to other people about God's Word. Right. It's the other one. Let's try to be like that. Amen. Now, to have those three verses and all the verses in this, we have to be reading God's Word. Or we won't have it in our hearts, our minds, our thoughts. Right. We won't know how to talk to people when they ask us questions. But if we're reading God's Word every day, consistently, we'll have these answers. Now, I've got four little reminders that hopefully will help some people. They've helped me. They've helped other people I've known. Some of you may have a you know very strict regime, and you know exactly when you're going to read. You never forget. You're always consistent. You read twice a day. You know, great for you. But I'm sure there's some in here that don't that aren't quite so consistent and need some help, need some reminders on how to read every day. The first thing I have is an accountability partner. This has helped me greatly in the past 18 months to two years. This may seem a little phony, but just listen. What happens is Amy and I have a, a spiritual challenge with each other. And we do this by going through the email. We're, for our personal devotions, we read one to two or three chapters, whatever we like that day, and then we'll do a summary of that chapter and then send it to the other person with the title of the email, Spiritual Challenge. Amen. It doesn't matter who gets it first. It matters that you get it, then you read yours, summarize it. You can read a chapter very easily. But then to summarize it, put your thoughts down, and really contemplate it is a whole other thing. Because right. you can read it and check off a box and be like, the next day, what was that? But if you're having to read it and summarize it, think about it. What was in there? What was God telling us? And then put that down on paper. It's 
it's encouraging and it's a reminder because we send them every day. You know, sometimes it's been a challenge. You can get there first in the morning. But either way, it works, and it's worked very well for us. I encourage everyone to have an accountability partner. It can be a spouse. It can be a parent. It can be me if you want. It can be anyone. But God's Word is too important for us to neglect. Amen. And if, if other people have inconsistency problems, like, you know, right here, this can help a lot. You can be more consistent, a better husband, a better father by reading the Word. Second reminder, a family devotion reminder. You know, I'm, I'm a dad, but I've got small children, so they wouldn't really know what's going on. But we're, I'm trying to start them out early. What I do is, I'm, don't look at me like I'm a saint or anything like that, but what's worked for me is with the kids, if I forget one night, I'm too tired, I worked a long day, I'm exhausted, I just I want to go home, sit down, relax. The boys get a treat if they remind me it's time to read the Bible. It works. I don't want my kids to remind me that it's time to read the Bible. So I'm trying my best to remember. But if I do forget, they're there. Now, it's a win-win situation from my perspective. Because if I forget, they're going to remind me. They're going to be remembering every day. It's time to read the Bible. So they'll be in their little brains. They're going to be every day. Time to read the Bible. And then I'll get the benefit of being a, a consistent father. If you don't have children at home, you can use this with your parents. You can use it with your children, uh, siblings, church members. Just reminders, something something to get you to thinking about, I need to read my Bible today. There's nothing more important than reading the Bible. Right. Jobs are important, sure. This and that are important, but 15 minutes a day to read your Bible? Come on, we can do that time. Third reminder, this is something pretty simple, but set a reminder on your you know, cell phone, calculator, computer. There's so many iPad, iPhone, whatever you want to call it. Set a reminder for 15 minutes before you need to eat dinner, uh, 15 minutes before you are supposed to get up for work. Something that will give you some free time to sit down, contemplate on God's Word, and read it. You know, you can get personal devotions over in the morning. I hate to say get over them, but you can have personal devotions early in the morning or whenever you feel convenient that day. Don't push off till tomorrow and push snooze every couple of times. You need to do it that day. Right. That takes care of personal. And then the, the previous one was family devotion reminder. That takes care of uh, devotion time. The last one is a, a, it's work for me and I do it at work all the time. Sticky notes. They can be beneficial. Think about something that you like to do during the day. Whatever it is, golf, hunting, anything. Put a sticky note on that thing and say, read your Bible before you can do this activity. It'll make you think. If you want something you want to do that day, you're like, I'm looking forward to doing that. You go out there and you see a sticky note that says, read my Bible today. I forgot. Well, thank you for that sticky note. I'm going to go read before I do this. These are just a couple of reminders that have helped me and have helped some other people. Um, I hope they can be helpful to you. I hope that we can read God's Word more consistently, and I hope we'll hide it in our hearts so we can answer those people that ask us, of the hope that is within us. Amen. Amen.